This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morley Music is a journalist. Moved to Ajo, Arizona last year to cover the border. He figured he'd see some National Guardsmen, write a couple of articles. Once I was there, I just started talking to people and I learned of how sort of strange daily life is in Ajo and in border communities and the kind of um, contradictions that arise that I just became interested in that. You could see these contradictions, he says, at the local high school. It's tiny, just 100 or so students. But Morley says many of the kids here commute to the U.S. from the other side of the border. Technically, that is against the rules. But administrators have reasons for looking the other way. Yeah, because they get paid per head, I believe. So it shows how, mu- how the community relies on Mexico while pushing it aside at the same time. So one portion of the community, their education, which is really an anchor, relies on Mexican students. On the other hand, there are a number of Border Patrol agents that live in these communities who also benefit from the sort of myth of just invading hordes of migrants. Morley started wondering about the kids at this school, how they interacted with the people who police the border. So he started asking them about it. I just happened to be in the main plaza in Ajo during the high school lunch break and there were some boys who were chatting in Spanish and and I struck up a conversation with them. Again and again, kids would tell him that being a Border Patrol agent, it sounded like a pretty good job. Two of them said they wanted to be Border Patrol agents and then a third friend walked over. This high school student, he said he was part of a local Border Patrol explorers troop. Think Boy Scouts, but for immigration enforcement. When Morley asked what this program was, the kid pulled out his phone. He just opened this video of of himself on his phone, you know, kind of a short, you know, young guy, maybe 14 years old, like just firing this like automatic rifle, you know. I'm like, what, you know, what does this have to do with migration enforcement at all? You know, why are you're you're like this like tiny guy? so, yeah, that was that was uh, my first exposure. It sounds like you you heard about this program and you got almost a little obsessed with it. You just wanted to know everything. It's just struck me as so immediately outrageous. And then I learned how long it's been going on. Just kind of in plain sight, you know, advertised in in all the border town papers and everyone knows about it. And it's just like this is normal, I guess didn't feel that way to me, so I just, uh, I tried to learn everything I could. Today on the show, the scouting organization that you've probably never heard of. Morley spent months trying to understand the Border Patrol explorers. Like Ajo, Arizona itself, the scouting program, it was full of contradictions. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick with us. 
This episode is brought to you by Discover. When it comes to your finances, Discover wants you to know they are the credit card that is always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We are talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners. Whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How did this Explorers program start? It was started in Laredo, Texas in 1984 by a Border Patrol agent who himself had been a Boy Scout named Gerard Tisdale. And um, I think the idea was that there were these other law enforcement exploring groups which helped build community relations where, you know, people might be hostile to the police. And he just wanted to sort of import that for the Border Patrol for, I suspect, similar reasons of, you know, just people were hostile to them. So it explicitly started out as like a PR move. I think so. I I, I asked for internal correspondence about, you know, the reason for founding it or papers from Tisdale. But yeah, I I suspect that the logic of it was similar as other law enforcement exploring groups. So what does it mean to be a Border Patrol explorer? It means joining a a local troop. And so Ajo has a troop. Uh, Most of the border communities in um, Arizona and Texas have a troop, and you uh, learn how to do border enforcement work, uh, usually a couple times a week, maybe on the weekends. How old are these kids? 14 to 18. So pretty young. Pretty young, yeah. Explorers get uniforms and badges. They're trained in first aid. They go camping. But they also do this role-playing. Most of the, the training scenarios that the Border Patrol Explorers, too, are, of course, about arresting immigrants who are trying to cross through the desert because that's what Border Patrol does. So inevitably, the exercises require kids to role play as immigrants and other kids to role play as agents. And they give them little 
plastic guns or pellet guns and and they tell them to go off into the desert and okay you know you guys go hide behind a, a, a bush and you guys track their footprints down and 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 go arrest them and um, or you know you're they're trying to sneak by on the highway and you're going to do a high-risk vehicle stop and the immigrants are going to pull out a gun this time or this time they'll be compliant or so yeah, I mean, the, the training scenarios are about learning how to arrest immigrants. Do they ever do, like, humanitarian work? Yeah, they do community work. They do, you know, like, highway cleanups. Sometimes you'll see on the highways around there, you know, that this this part of the highway is maintained by, you know, Border Patrol Explorer Post 251 or something like that. They They learn first aid. A lot of the kids learn the... Border Patrol truism that that agents love to tell you that it's, you know, the Border Patrol is the largest humanitarian organization working in the desert, which they like to sort of flaunt as a rebuke to organizations like No More Deaths, which are, you know, also trying to save lives in the desert. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's it's interesting that they learn that they're doing humanitarian work. But then at the same time, the first time you heard about the group, it was a kid showing you a video where he was like firing off an automatic weapon. Right, right. And and it's it's a, a tension that the agents deal with. And and they think that they're doing humanitarian work because in 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 fact it is true that the Border Patrol saves tons and tons of people who are about to die in the desert. Of course the only reason why people are crossing the desert at all where there is such a good chance that you'll die is because the Border Patrol has made it impossible to cross through safe urban areas beginning in the 90s under the Clinton administration. So, yeah, I mean, they're saving people, but they're also the reason why people need to be saved. Hmm. These scouts also compete in regular tactical competitions. You can find videos of these competitions online. Kids are scaling climbing walls and simulating raids. These videos have like a really intense soundtrack of rock and roll. And a lot of times the kids are in like riot gear a little bit, like they have shields and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all uh, sort of reflective of the the militarization of the police in the U.S. and the increasing ambiguity between, you know, fighting wars and, you know, just doing sort of standard order enforcement or police work at home. So these video trailers, which advertise the competitions, also include a bit of counterterrorism stuff of kids, you know, going out and capturing other kids who are, who are dressed like Arabs with kafiyas. And there's one video where there's a bomb made out of Coca-Cola cans, where there's a, an incoming phone call, you know, with, with the words written in Arabic. And all of it's scored to, you know, a James Bond or a Mission Impossible theme. These videos are meant to be exciting. But when Morley saw them, he thought they were dangerous. The insinuation of these competitions is, A, that, you know, law enforcement can in any way be likened to a competition, which is a really silly idea. And then, B, that law enforcement is like you know, fighting a war, and then B, that fighting a war in, in Iraq is like a James Bond movie. It, so there, there's, you know, like, the border is like a rock, and Iraq is like a Bond film, is, is the sort of subtle insinuation of these videos. And it's, that's just kind of insane. I was struck, too, that 
the kids that you talked to, the teenagers who had been part of this Explorer program, a lot of them were Latinx. They were kids from the community, and the community is a pretty diverse community. I just wonder what that says to you. Um, I mean, Border Patrol itself uh, has a really, really high percentage of uh, Latinx agents. And I think kind of the, the banal fact of it is just that most of the people that, that live in border communities are Latinx. And Border Patrol does its recruiting and community relations there. So just kind of the way the demographics sort out is... It's mostly going to be Latinx kids who do it, either because, you know, it's the first generation immigrant thing, if they really want to affirm to themselves that they are American and, and this is a way of proving it, or it's just about money, that it is a way up into the middle class and there's very, very few other ways up. Well, why do they see joining the Explorers program as financially good for them? Um, because it's a good training to become an agent. You can form connections with agents who will advocate for you when you do eventually go on to join the Border Patrol. But I think more often than that, it's seen as interchangeable training with, with pre-military training. So they want to join the, the Army later, and this will help them join the Army because it's it's apparently sort of interchangeable. Did you feel like the picture that these teenagers got of life in the Border Patrol was accurate? Um, it's hard for me to say because I was never allowed to actually go on training missions and see with them, despite the fact that many local reporters had in, in previous years. I think my affiliation with the nation probably really hurt me there. I don't know. I will say that they actually got much more access to the uglier sides of Border Patrol work than I had suspected. What do you mean by that? So there was one, the the Ajo uh, explorers had actually been taken on a field trip to a detention facility and their, their agent had just been like, yeah, you know, this is where we lock people up. Like you can see the doors are open. Uh, we're feeding them all right. There they are. And, and, and then they take them on these things called ride-alongs where they'll, you know, they might get to see, an, you know, actual arrests of a, a big group of immigrants. I talked to one kid whose agent in charge had allowed him to pick up this hundred pound or even more bundle of marijuana that sometimes migrants have to carry through the desert as a way of paying off their debts to the cartel. And, you know, they, the, the kids had all gotten to try on the marijuana bundle and see like, wow, you know, it's really hard for the migrants. Like, this is really heavy. Like, this is something, you know, it's crazy that they have to walk, you know, 100 miles with it. So I think uh, they actually probably get more access than, uh, than, than I had suspected. But I also think they're probably lied to in other ways. Did you get any reaction to your piece after it published from people that you were with in Ajo or anywhere else? You know, I got a big internet reaction where you just thousands of people commenting, this is the new Hitler youth. And my guess is that people saw this kind of like funny, outrageous cover image that the nation ran. And that's about as far as they got in the article. And 
And that's the conclusions. So most of the reaction was just people being like, this is, this is really, really bad. It's really an issue that these border communities have to work out for themselves. And I, I still harbor some unease about being an outsider and just kind of exposing this to, you know, you know, liberals in, in cities or, you know, whoever happens to be reading The Nation. Because they're going to see it a certain kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I stand by, like, the, the fact that this program is just outrageous and just bad. But I think you, you, you have to take into consideration the factors that, that for the why it exists and primarily economic factors of these are ex mining communities for the most part and just nothing has come in to replace that that sort of solid middle class job aside from just punitive like law enforcement work and you know ultimately if no one is proffering an alternative to the these kids and there and there is there's so little money for youth programming and career programming in these communities, like, you know, what are we going to do? Like, my, my cursory sense of the matter is that we need to offer, you know, explore troops of, uh, that provide similar camaraderie and leadership training, but that do things that are good, like conserving the desert and improving economic opportunities in Latin America. And my sense is, is if, if there was a government that actually offered Border Patrol agents and kids opportunities to do things that, you know, make the world better, that address the historical and socioeconomic causes of immigration, they would jump at it. Like, they're normal people, like anyone else, who want to do good, meaningful things. And as it happens, like... (laughs) They have, like, very few options of good, meaningful work to do. And and they have this option and they take it. Morley Music, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Thank you so much, Mary. I really enjoyed it. Morley Music is a journalist based in Chicago. You can find his article on the Border Patrol Explorers at The Nation. That's the show. What Next is produced by Mary Wilson, Jason DeLeon, Daniel Hewitt, and Mara Silvers. I'm Mary Harris. You can catch me on Twitter, at Mary's Desk. And this show will be back in your feed tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.